Hi, I'm Jason Wachab, founder and CEO of MindBuddyGreen, the best-selling author of Wealth, and your host for the MindBuddyGreen podcast, where I'll be bringing you deep and insightful dialogues with some of the greatest minds in wellness. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star review, comment, and share with your friends and family. And don't forget to visit us at MindBuddyGreen.com for your daily dose of wellness. This episode is sponsored by MindBodyGreen Classes and Trainings, where you can learn from world-class experts from the comfort of your own home. The MindBodyGreen Class Library has educational programs you can't find anywhere else. From yoga and meditation to nutrition and personal growth, our classes have something for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a wellness warrior, MindBodyGreen Classes will take you further on your wellness journey. You can find our classes at mindbodygreen.com classes. That's mindbodygreen.com slash classes. Enter the promo code podcast on checkout to receive 15% off your next purchase. In this episode of the Mind Body Green podcast, we talk to one half of the generation-defining astrology duo, the Astro Twins. Ophi has been reading charts and revealing secrets of the Zodiac with their sister Tali for more than two decades. Having read charts for everyone from Beyonce to Sting, helmed an MBG class in astrology fundamentals, and just finished a new book, it's clear that these gifted intuitives have more insight to share than ever. In this episode, we get Ophi's insight on crucial topics like how to handle Mercury retrograde, what to do if you're in a relationship that's astrologically incompatible, and the rituals we should all be prioritizing when there's a new or full moon. I hope you enjoy. Hi, it's Jason Wachab, and we are broadcasting live from here at the Mind Body Green Studio in Brooklyn. And today we have the amazing Ophi from the Astro Twins here. Hello. We're going to talk all things astrology and this fabulous new book you have. Get along with anyone. Yes, even that person. I'm not that well. Maybe I am that person for some people. For some people, we all are. So thanks so much for being here. Yeah, great to see you. So you're like the astrologer. (laughs) <laughs> in the well you know you're the astrologer in the wellness world like you're like the astrologer sort of everywhere you know well thank you, you. Your, i hope you, so you and your twin sister uh so why is like let's go back to the earlier years like why astrology how did you get into this because i think most people okay. are like well how do i how, how do you become how the hell astro- do you become an astrologer yeah. for a career well it was a, definitely an accidental career My twin sister and I went to the University of Michigan for art school, and we we got into publishing our own magazine. It was a magazine for women of all cultures and sizes and identities. It It was meant to be an inclusive magazine for people who weren't normally in the media, seen in the media back in the 90s. So Very progressive. Yes. It's like an early like Lenny letter or something. Exactly, it was. Well, we started actually at Sassy Magazine. They would do a contest every year. This was for, some people don't know about it, but it was, you know, the awesome 90s teen magazine. And my sister won a contest there and was flown to New York and learned the ins and outs of publishing from them. So we decided to do our own from there. But the one thing that always unify our group of women was talking about astrology it became this like universal language so um started as like a little hobby my college boyfriend got a chart done for me as a gift which is the map based on the time date and place of your birth as you know because we've done yours before and um I was amazed. I knew I was a Sagittarius, but I found out I had all this Scorpio in my chart. So what's your birthday? 
uh, December 2nd. Oh, so you're... Okay. Yes. But I had four planets in Scorpio, and it explained this mystical side of me that wanted to, like, take everyone apart like a puzzle, kind of, <laughs> you know? So I just started to get into it and learn more and more, and... Uh, I would start saving people's relationships at magazines I worked at, and then oh, really? uh, one of them hired me to be the astrology columnist, me and my sister. Yeah, so, were you, yeah. so you're just learning on your own. So yeah. you're like diving into books, yeah. diving, and, and how much of it is, so at this point, like, are you saying to yourself, like, wow, like, this stuff is accurate, or over mm -hmm. here it isn't accurate, or... Is no one doing this you know, well? I did, yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, I would read, I had a paper route growing up, and my sister and I might, would read the Dear Abby section right, and exactly. our horoscope. That's what I remember as yeah. a kid. It's like, that, that was horoscope, right? Yeah, but I was like, okay, whatever. But then when I learned about the chart, um, and you see this map of where all the planets were when you were born, and you get this complete portrait, it's like, whoa, how does this thing know so much about me? So... I was a skeptic, but by the definition of a skeptic, someone who suspends judgment and tries it out before, you know, not, not a cynic who dismisses it without trying, but a skeptic. I was like, well, let me test this out. I got a little piece of software and I ran people's charts and so then I like read out the numbers, book. So to speak. Yeah. Like, let's see, does this work for you? Or right. a friend would come over and like dish about her latest date, because we're, you know, in our early 20s then, and we're like, let's just look up his chart. Oh, he's got Venus and Pisces, no wonder, or what, you know? So we just started remembering what we'd read and be like, wow, there is something to this. Hmm. So, yeah. So then you get your first gig? We got our first gig at Teen People magazine in 2002. So wow. I don't know if anyone remembers that one. They had a teen magazine at People for a few years. So, so how much of this, in, you know, at this point, so it's 2002, mm -hmm. in your growth as an astrologer, like what I want to get at is like how much is like the science of it and yeah. how much of it is the art and like the gift? Because I do yeah. think you have a gift. Oh, and like you. what's the blend? Like anyone. Yeah. Is, anyone is at the top of their game. It's a little bit of both. Yeah. You know? I mean, I know there are a lot of people who work in healing who, you know, read and watch Mind Body Green's content. And as they, they'll probably attest, the more you practice something, the more it becomes right. sort of like an intuitive, almost channeling. You know, I used right. to like laboriously look everything up in a book and, oh, okay, that's what that means. But now I can look at the symbols on the wheel after, you know, 20 plus years and just kind of download the information. So it's hard to say. So when did you, know? you start to get a lot more confident, like in this Practice. process? Probably about, you know, uh, 2004, I started doing readings for people. Someone asked me if I did charts. I was like, I guess so, sure. Um, maybe it was 2003, actually, we got invited randomly to the billboard awards backstage we got to do beyonce's chart and stevie wonder and sting that was like an epic moment in my life and uh you know just print out their charts and tell them what i saw so um yeah it's kind of this is all over the place in terms of how it all happened but is it a science? It's kind of a spiritual science. It's a mystical science. It can't necessarily be proven, but then some of the stuff you read is so accurate. You're like, how could this not right. be true? You know? And have you ever seen things that are also in the same, like also completely wrong? Not really. Not really. No. So, <laughs> no, so I, I have to so say. So let me I ask haven't. you this something we were talking about earlier was this idea of, of free will. 
Yeah. And so, okay, I'm getting a chart reading and maybe I like it or I don't like it. And then yeah. you have some people will say like, okay, like I just, I'm going to sit back and relax and enjoy the, whatever's going to happen. Or we'll also be paralyzed and be like, well, I can't do anything about this terrible thing. Mm-hmm. So you got people like that. And you also have people say like, you know, free will. Like yeah. I'm going to will my way against this thing or I want or, or whatever it may be. <laughs> and what, what is that balance? With yeah, that's astrology? a really great question. And it's one that I really, cause I have a, I did a lot of uh, coaching training in my 30s too, so which I, th- I think pairs very well with astrology because there's a lot of a fear factor that goes sure. along with this stuff. You're telling people that they don't know how to interpret themselves, so you can you can incite a lot of fear and panic. It's a big responsibility. Well, also, you could just say like, "Well, this is going to be a year about abundance for you." And, yeah. And, okay, I'm just going to sit back and. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, welcome I tell, the here, welcome the money. Yeah, I t- you know what I. T- there are some some years where it may flow more easily and other you may have to work a little harder but i always tell people it's like say you won you know 10 million dollars and someone knocked at your door well if you didn't answer the door what does it matter if you won 10 million dollars or not if you're not conscious and aware and available when these planetary cycles come around it's not going to affect you anyway you have to co-create with the universe and the stars so our approach is very much about it's always up to you. Free will is something we all have, you know? Mercury goes retrograde. I've leased a car. I've bought a computer during that time, you know? Granted, there was, you know, there have been a couple times I've like, well, yeah, it didn't yeah, work out, so, but, you know? So you lead me to my next question. So free will, it, it, it does play a role. If you can't you always, just... It's always up to you. Sure. But, but well, there are some cycles that are more challenging than others. Well, I think some people... Sometimes there are certain people, whether they're going through something in their life and they become a little bit paralyzed and they will rely on outside sources, whether it's astrology or their guru or whatever it may be, and they just want to be told what to do and then... Yeah, I'm so against that. Let me ask you this Mm -hmm. before I move on to Mercury or Retrograde. For someone (laughs) to like go go and do a reading... Yeah. What is what is your advice for them to walk out of there and get the best experience and take that information and run with it and have a great outcome? What should what, well, how should, should they prepare? Um, they should prepare by well, check out the work of the person you're going to see. See if they have writing or other things that you well, agree with. You know. How do you sniff out a baddest? Well, <laughs> well, they have a website or because. Um, I think you can tell if they say this is going to happen on this day versus, you know, we, we're very, you know, this could happen. This is, you want to you want to talk to someone who can give you a range of possibilities versus telling you, oh, no, don't be with that person or, oh, don't right. go out that day. Once I met an intuitive who said you can sniff out about intuitive because they will they will reference date and time and true intuitives. It's, hmm. There is no time and space. And so if people hmm. starts giving you a date and time, they're, you know, they're full of shit. That might be the opposite for astrology. <laughs> <laughs> because it is based on dates. And t- I, guess a, I guess a good astrologer can tell you why. That's what I like about astrology right. versus like a psychic reading that can scare the crap out of you. Because well, you're like, oh my science. God, who's going to die? Right, right, you right. know, that's why I, I gravitate to astrology. Because it's like, okay, on this day, these planets will be here. And this is one way of interpreting them. So I guess you sure. should know that 
that there are a range of ways that any planetary trend can be interpreted. So that if someone tells you something you don't like, go check it out with someone else or learn it yourself. And so Mercury in retrograde. (laughs) Briefly, maybe explain that to people who who aren't aware what that is. And then, you know, it's a big thing in the wellness world. I know. People blame everything on Mercury in retrograde and people won't do big things during that time period. I know. I'm joking that like Mercury retrograde is like now the pumpkin spice latte of astrology. (laughs) It's like become the basic thing that everyone knows about or thinks they do, right? right? So, um, you know, it's a trendy thing. But so a retrograde, have you ever ever been in a car or on a train and you pass another moving vehicle and it looks like you're going backwards? So that's what happens when a planet and Earth pass each other in their journeys around the sun. One of them appears to be going backwards for a period of days or weeks depending on how close to the sun it is. So, you know, um, Mercury is not the only planet that goes retrograde. They all do. In fact, uh, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto can be retrograde for like five months of the year. Um, But a retrograde period means that whatever that planet is associated with, Mercury happens to be associated with technology, travel, and communication, Mm -hmm. appears to be going backwards. So... You know, I've seen Facebook has gone down. Like, you know, I remember like Lowe's entire uh, point of sale systems went down once. <laughs> One, um, a couple of the the space shuttle explosions happened when Mercury was retrograde in Aquarius, which rules space travel. The miscounted George Bush election happened during Mercury retrograde. So if you if you look at history and correspond it to astrology. Um, especially Mercury retrogrades, you do see, oh wow, that there Things was some happened. stuff. Right. Yeah. And so this is a, this is also more than a couple of days sometimes. Yes, yeah, three and a half weeks. That's about a long three time times period. a year. Right. I know. So like nine weeks, it's almost three months. Yeah. Two two to three months. Yeah. How do you live your life? Because <laughs> you can't just you know, yeah. hide under your bed. You have to live your life. What do yeah. you say to people? Well, being a Sagittarius, I like to put an optimistic spin on everything. So I think of a retrograde as like a quarterly review period. We're always going forward and creating, but sometimes we create too much new stuff and we don't stop and integrate. So it's almost mm-hmm. like if you overuse a muscle or overdo it in your yoga practice, sometimes you also need a rest period too for your body. So you want to think of a retrograde as like a catch-up time. If you work with the cycles of the planets, you never have to have a bad you know, period right. there. You know, it's just... It's, it's like, you know, so catch up with old friends. Retrogrades turn our, our attention to the past. You know, update your system software instead of getting a new laptop or device. You know, um, reconnect with old friends. Resolve a grudge or an argument. Right. You know, if you use it constructively, it becomes an... It's like people used to live by the cycles of nature and the stars. Just kind right. of a way of returning to that. Well, you mentioned the cycle of nature, so full yeah. moon. Full moons, full moon, yeah. Another, another popular topic. Yeah, and full I know. moons happen quite frequently. Once a month, yeah. So, what are best practices? Yeah, and, and we love writing about that for yes, Mind Body Green. People and really I love respond it. to that. <laughs> I know. Um, the new moons and the full moons. So, definitely an easy way to connect with the ancients. Um, New moons are beginnings, and then two weeks later, they they manifested a full moon. So you want to, you know, start something in a new moon and manifest or harvest or make a decision or reach a turning point at the full moon. Right. 
So what are some of your favorite practices? Um, I know each moon is a little different. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. You know, I'll be honest. My sister does more rituals than I do. I guess because I have a six-year-old child. That'll and, change you know, your rituals. Yeah. Yes. That'll change your ritual schedule. But but we do like to come up with them, and we have actually we have written a whole book of them now. Um, you know, endings, letting go. Sometimes you know, writing the letter that you burn or releasing someone energetically. Yep. Um, making a decision, communicating with somebody. It's going to be as simple yeah. as praying, meditating, yeah. lighting a candle, some yeah. incense, just like acknowledging yeah. what's happening. Feeling the energy, seeing if you get, and you know, tuning into your intuition. The moon does govern our intuition, seeing if you get any kind of clear messages. And I, I felt a lot too, like I'll, I'll be like restless sleeping that night or like yeah. have weird dreams. Oh yeah, that's totally. like one of those instances where something you, you could potentially read about and it's like, oh, that's a little mm -hmm. bit out there. And then you experience it yourself and you're like, whoa, this, yeah. is, this is interesting. Oh, I think what if was you pay attention, night? you're like, well, okay, I am feeling this, you know, and most of, almost everybody that I do an astrology reading for doesn't they don't walk away like oh that was weird they're just like right. oh wow i feel validated because we do already know the right. knowing is within us and i think what you know the moon cycles and the chart readings show you is that like okay you are on the right path or oh right. here's a little course correction you can make to bring you into more of what's true for you so it's 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 a tool it's a tool that's how right. i like to look right. at it and so I would imagine you're pretty popular at cocktail parties. <laughs> like what's the number yeah. one when people find out what you do, what's the first thing that comes out of their mouth? I mean, like, oh my God, tell me about my sign. But then they're like, <laughs> oh, my boyfriend is this or my girlfriend or my wife, you know. So my, it goes to romance really, yeah, really quickly. Or someone that they, you know, are like, oh, my mother's an Aries or that, you know, it's like they want to know about themselves and what's happening for me. And then they want to know about like a person in their life that might be a little challenging or that they're struggling to understand. So without going through like every sign, like w what are some general rules for astrological matches if there are any? Yeah. Well, kind of back, that's what this book, yes. which I'll put, how to get along with anyone. Yes. <laughs> even that person, you know, we decided to bottom line it for people because you know astrology followers and people in the wellness world are very relationship oriented yeah. and i think as an identical twin i have i was born married i kind of joke so you know right. it's like i was born in relationship to someone so it's very natural to be reading someone all the time but um so there are seven possible angles between any two zodiac signs and each of those angles represents a different energy that's either uh, easy and smooth or challenging and requires you to sort of be more alert. Um, so now the easy ones aren't always better because sometimes they can make you a little lazy and sometimes the challenging ones are there to reveal something about yourself that you wouldn't learn if you didn't, you know, if that person didn't so, push your buttons. So is there like an easy, from in terms of matches yeah. and couples? Like, yeah, you're in one. I know, so Scorpio Cancer. <laughs> Scorpio Cancer, so you're easy. both water signs, so it's easy to be around each other. And then like, what are some of the most difficult ones where you're like, okay, it can succeed, yes. but... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of a warning sign here. Yes, yes. Um, so that is 
the five sign apart match, which I'm in with my husband of 10 years. I'm like, boy, you know, astrologers. Oh, wow. But Did you know you were getting into? I knew what I was getting into, but I, but I also, because I'm a Sag, I can get, you know, a little bit lazy. So I wanted someone to keep me on my toes. I took a Taurus for that. So, okay. uh, so when you're five signs apart or one sign apart, your signs don't have any traits in common. So you're almost like adorable aliens living together and trying to coexist. So um, five signs apart. Yeah. What so about like two of the same sign? Two of the same sign. It. it I, I think that works well with water signs, not always with the fire and air. No, but it, two you know, Scorpios, I've, seen, I've disaster from what I've. Real, no, I've seen it work. Oh, really? But they have to know their rules. Got it. Yeah, it only works as long as if one of them is the alpha, which doesn't always happen with Scorpios because they both like to be the alpha. So, but two Leos, you know, that's like Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. If anyone remembers that, you know, it could yes. be excess Leo energy. Right. <laughs> Um, another challenging one is what's called a square when you're, I believe it's three signs apart. And that is, you know, Leo Scorpio. You see that a lot. That's like Bill and Hillary Clinton, Jennifer Lopez and Puff <laughs> Daddy or Drake, whoever, whichever Scorpio she's with this month, you know, Kylie Jenner and Tyga, you know, it's like that. It's like this power couple. So you bring up celebrities. I'm curious, like what are some of like the celebrity couple signs that are like, oh, wow, like that they're. They're successful as a couple, at least astrological, yeah. without knowing what goes on behind yeah, closed doors, I mean, at least from an astrological until, standpoint. Until their untimely demise, which did happen by the stars. I thought Brad Pitt and Angel Angelina Jolie, they're opposite signs, Gemini, Sagittarius. So that is one that happens a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, who else? Um, you know, name some celebrities that you guys like. And, you know, <laughs> I know them all in here, so... But, uh, you know, Barack and Michelle Obama were one of those five sign apart odd couples, they, they, right? They're doing okay. Yeah, they're doing, you know, that's an example of like, see those couples that most astrologers would never recommend. Right. Um, sometimes when they team up and for a family or running the country or whatever, you know, right. they can be an amazing team because they're not competing. So, so you know, when I grew up, you grew up, we talked about like, you know, the, the Dear Abby, like the newspaper, yeah. like crammed into that page, the signs. And mm -hmm. I look at astrology today and it seems like it's exploded. It really has the what, internet. Yeah. Well, like, what is it? Is it more than the internet? Is this idea of people searching or quest for spirituality? Like, wh yeah. what do you think is behind this explosion in, in astrology? Well, um, astrologically, Neptune. <laughs> <laughs> astrologically, Please. so Neptune, which is the planet that rules spirituality and astrology, um, returned to its home sign of Pisces. 2012 to 2024. The last time it was there, it's only every 165 years or so, was in the mid-1800s when the spiritualist movement uh, came oh, back around. Um, after the church had shunned astrology and it was seen as like this hocus-pocus thing and um, you know, the, the Western rationalism kind of took root, mm -hmm. then it made a comeback. So we went through a whole uh, new cycle 2012 of that coming around again. So you got till 2024. Yeah, I think it'll stay. That? I hope so. I need a job. <laughs> Otherwise, I better find another job. So how has <laughs> how has being an astrologist changed you as a person, as an individual, and how that's you operate good, on a daily basis? That's a good question. I mean, I'm aware of like where the moon is every day. I, I, it's. 
I love it. It makes it makes me feel great because I know I have something that can help people. I mean, I think right. all anybody ever wants is to have a career where they have some ability or something they can provide that actually might change someone's life or give that person a hopeful sure. new outlook. And I feel like I have this like magic decoder ring on. So do you feel like you ever have to turn it off or like get mm -hmm. away from it or like, okay, I'm turning off that part of my brain? I try, for... but like now my six-year-old daughter is like, you know, teaching all her friends what signs they are at school That's and cute. yeah. Like oh, uh, <laughs> oops! Another generation. I don't know. It's hard to turn off because right. I love it. And what? How do you explain what's going on in the world right now? Yeah. <laughs> do you well, see this? Like what? What's happening? Was this coming in your estimation? What's next? Like what? yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, there there are some yeah. Oh gosh, I I so yes. and every year there's always something happening there's in the world, and, and every year it always seems like it's bigger or worse. And although I think it well, we've is written about this, this on our website actually. So interestingly. Um, Every 84 years, uh, Pluto and Uranus form what's called a square, and that uh, incites this power struggle between the old and the new guard, this populist uprising. And the last time that happened was in the early 1930s when Hitler was able to come into power. Jesus from, Christ. I know. <laughs> I know. So from 2012 to 2015, when Trump was sowing the seeds of the birther thing right. and everything that was happening again so i mean god forbid that we go through the aftermath of that again but we do need to you know we do need to be aware that that is trending now um and but but i'm hopeful because there are a few things happening this year that will definitely reveal some things uh yeah like what is happening according well, to the charts like yeah. what is happening mm -hmm. so if, if that that began in 2012 we're yeah it's kind of it's waning but it, it brought all these people out of the woodwork it brought it. these you know angry people who some of them who are righteously angry but unfortunately using it you know, scapegoating and turning against sure. others and that kind of thing. So this year, Jupiter, which rules global affairs, is opposite Uranus, which rules technology. So all the hacking and all this other stuff that's coming out. And then Jupiter is also uh, forming a square. It's called with Pluto, which is also hidden information, hidden enemies. So I'm just hoping that those tax returns or some kind of leak comes up, you know, it ain't over till it's over. This this year has a few more twists and turns in so that what, direction. Yeah, share some of those. Like, what are the exciting yeah. twists okay, and so turns March that are Okay, so March 3rd and March 30th, we've got two of those Jupiter issues. So I, I, I expect to see some more scandals coughed up. And okay, then again... Scandals in March. What about yeah. April, May, June? Uh, well, August and September is the next round. Okay, so that's so. the big one. So what's yeah. August? And this will be released by then. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> so September August 28th is the, is the last Jupiter-Uranus opposition. So I just... So what happens then? I feel like a lot of stuff's going to be revealed through technology and through, I don't know, maybe we'll have a WikiLeaks that works in our favor actually um oh, interesting yeah i and then what about yeah. the next couple years five like you know 2018 2019 high yeah. level like what you know yeah yeah well pluto we're having the u.s is having um a pluto return it's called we just wrote about this on astro style too so 
Uh, we're going through a Pluto cycle that only happens every 250 years. The last time was during the American Revolution. So it's, I, mean, I wonder if California is going to stick around, you know? I don't oh, know. Wow. I mean, it's, there's some big. revolutionary stuff happening for sure. It's, wow. it's, yeah, it's scary to see this right-wing nationalist populist spread. I mean, I do think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Overall, I'm assuming you're optimistic or... I, um, I, I, I try to be optimistic. Right. I think that it's bringing out um, people's uh, social justice uh, inclinations sure. more. But I do. But it's. I feel like we're living in two parallel universes. You know. Right. Yeah. So, what do you tell people out there who? you know, are, are upset, they're searching, they're angry, and they want to use astrology to do good. I know. it's To make change. I mean, it's important to do that. And it's, you know, it's hard because I, unfortunately, so with, you know, with Hillary, she was going great. And then September 9th, Jupiter went into Libra, and that was this sort of difficult year for Scorpios. And, like, that was what, literally what was the day. September 9th, and that it's was literally the day that she got pneumonia and everything kind of went downhill. So it was, it started. I have to check my calendar. <laughs> yeah. What happened to me yes. on September 9th? It's just like a, it was a, it's a, it's this behind the scenes year that sometimes hidden enemies can come out. And that's when, yeah. You know, when, did, when did that end? It'll end October 10th of this year. So everybody oh, has wow. this transitional year once, wow. once every 12 years. And then Jupiter goes into your sign and you, you know, come in, it's night and day. Then you kind of come out and shine. So who knows, maybe she'll be elected for us. And no, I'm just kidding, but oh. <laughs> wishful thinking versus right. real astrology, right. but hey. So you know. what do you tell all the people listening and watching who are aspiring astrologers out there? Or just, yeah. just want to... Since I take, didn't really answer your question about no, what the also, hell like, is going to happen to the world, who, who right? Wanna, well, look, it's, it's, <laughs> it's hard to no, say. No one, no one really, can predict the future. That's where the free will part right. comes in. You know, we haven't... And we, we are also all responsible for the energetic frequency and vibration of the planet. Um, and the one, we, we also... This is what I tell people. Control the things that you can control, too. Right. Focus on where you can raise up the energy and be a light worker in your own life and in your own world. Right. You know, be the change or whatever. So who are the people who have inspired you in this journey? Um, you talk about light workers and like yeah. doing, doing good in the world. I mean, so many people. I, I used to work for Gloria Steinem when I first came oh, out here no at way. Ms. Magazine. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. What was that like? She was amazing, you know? She really, she is someone who really just has this incredible sort of ageless energy. She's an Aries, and they're so often these amazing pioneering people. And uh, she was so supportive of me. Um, she really, she has, you know, she has no ego there that I could see. She just right. wants to support ongoing generations of people who are going to champion human rights and women's rights. I've never seen someone so dedicated to like, she would go to colleges and come to the Ms. Magazine editorial meetings and bring back stuff from people at the colleges that they were doing. And be hmm. like, here, you should report on this in the Met. You know, she really right. cared about people's grassroots movements and cares. So just, she, so she's an inspiration of someone who just doesn't stop. You How know? long were you with her? 
Um, I worked there for almost a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Keep in touch or no? Yeah, yeah. You do readings for her? <laughs> you know what? I, I was so, I left um, whenever I, I, I was a little sheepish when I started. I was like, yes, Gloria, I'm working as an astrologer now. But, and she'd always be like, you know, really gracious. Like, oh, I had an astrology reading when I was in India. I was like, yeah, what was that, the 60s or something? But thanks for being awesome. I get what you're, you know, I know I kind of, <laughs> she was hoping I would help more carry, but you know, Got it. I'm putting a feminist message in my right. horoscopes. Anyone else particularly inspiring along the way? Or? Oh gosh, a lot of people. Um, I mean, you know, I love Susan Miller's horoscopes. She paved the way for internet astrology, you know. Um, and let's see, I mean, my mom, who's a rabbi, sure. and my aunt, who is an artist and arts commissioner, my grandmother, who was a dentist, not a dental hygienist, but a dentist, <laughs> and the third, you know, like, That's come from a family deal. of women who just do what they want to do. So, like, what drives you nuts about the astrology industry? Like, if you could change <laughs> one thing, like, okay, it's exploded in this growth, like, what are the things Maybe that... The purple websites out there. <laughs> <laughs> Bad design. Bad design. Uh, <laughs> I went to art school. Um, I just also think that there's... There are people in the astrology world who like are a little snobby about it, you know. Right. They even think that they think what I do is like too pop culture y and I'm watering it down, I think. And maybe I am making it more yeah. accessible, right. but if nobody can understand what the hell you're talking about, like why you know Right. You gotta translate. Right. So maybe just that that there are people who have all this knowledge and these tools, but they don't want to share it with little, others to help right. people. Right, a little yeah. bit elitist. Yeah, like snobby. anything, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so people out there who are excited about astrology and just want to like be better at, at using astrology as a tool on a daily basis, you know, mm -hmm. obviously read your column, read your Mind Body Green articles, read yeah. your book, buy your class, all that stuff. Like what yeah. else can they do? Like what are some tips for people mm -hmm. who just want to successfully implement implement astrology into their everyday life you know get do your chart you can do your chart for free on our website astrostyle.com and look at find out about your moon sign which rules um the inner you and how you respond to things emotionally knowing that i'm a sagittarius which is like an all over the place excitable sign but i have a scorpio moon which means on the inside i'm more you know reflective and deep and maybe a little bit reserved sometimes because i'm observing everything like when i learned about my scorpio moon i was like that was a game changer for me because it explained a whole other part of myself yep. your rising sign the outer you i have a capricorn rising also very different a little more reserved than the average sag so learn your sun moon and rising sign the kind of the holy trinity of astrology yep. yeah Okay, so I'm gonna have fun for the last question. <laughs> yeah. So what I want to do is go sign by sign yeah. and give me the first word that comes to mind. Okay, awesome. So I'm gonna start with Aries. Headstrong. Taurus. Sensual. Gemini. Crazy, <laughs> but fun. Cancer. Emotional. Leo. Flamboyant. Virgo. Uh, neurotic. <laughs> Libra. Uh, hedonistic. Scorpio. Intense. Sagittarius. Uh, entertaining. Capricorn. 
too serious. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that was a judgment. <laughs> Aquarius? Uh, bohemian. Pisces? Spiritual. Sorry if I insulted it. No, so no, just that's, keeping a, it that's a great. Real, we had to have some fun at the end. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Oh my here. God, that was awesome. Thank Everyone, you. Everyone, you got to pick up the book. You can see it. How to get along with anyone. Yes, even that person. <laughs> Check out Astro Style, all of Ophi's great articles on Mind, Body, Green, or class, everything. She's everywhere. Yeah, come learn astrology on Mind, Body, Green. We'll yes. teach you everything from the ground up. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jason. Thank Bye. you.